Our first reading this morning is taken from Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 3, beginning at verse 14, and you can find it on page 228 of the Pew Bibles. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message. Be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with the sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers who suit their own desires and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. And our second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 5 beginning at verse 36, and you can find it on page 104. This is Jesus talking in the temple in Jerusalem to the Jews. The works that the Father has given me to complete, the very works that I am doing, Testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified on my behalf. You have never heard his voice or seen his form, and you do not have his word abiding in you because you do not believe him whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that testify on my behalf. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. If another comes in his own name, you will accept him. 
How can you believe when you accept glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the one who alone is God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you have set your hope. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. I don't think we put the clocks back for one hour last night. I think we put the clocks back to the Ice Age. (laughs) It's a good theory anyway. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd encourage us to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest your holy word. You'd make us all very wise unto salvation. Amen. So, folks, it is Bible Sunday, and I am going to be preaching on the Bible. And you can see that I have read my Bible more than just once. I have this is this is the Bible that I took to to the Zambezi Valley. And in the night, a hyena came into the camp and ran off with it. And I've still got the teeth marks in the back. But he was a heathen, so he dropped it. (laughs) Cool. So what I want to do is I just want to encourage you to read your Bibles. Quite simply. That is what I want to do. For years and years and years and years and years, I've had a practice of reading the scriptures. I always read a psalm, just one psalm. If it's Psalm 119, then I break it down, otherwise I'll be there forever. (laughs) Read a psalm, a chapter from the Old Testament, and then a portion of the New Testament, 10, 20 verses. And I'm just, I'm going all the way through the Bible, from, from... Genesis to, to Malachi, and then I start back again, and then I go all the way through, and I just, I've gone through the, the Bible so many times. And every, not every time, but so often, the scriptures speak and encourage me, tell me off, guide me, help me. It's a good practice, and I want to encourage the practice today. But I want to start, first of all, with those of you who have tried it before and, you, and, you, and you were going for a while and then something happened and you stopped reading God's Word. When my, one of my daughters was in her teens, she decided to read the Bible from cover to cover. So she started in Genesis... And she was doing really well. And then she got to Leviticus, to Leviticus chapter 12. And in Leviticus chapter 12, remember, this is a 
a young woman reading the scriptures. In Leviticus 12, it talks about how if a woman has a, has a male child, then she is unclean for 33 days. And if she has a female child, she's unclean for 66 days. And my daughter read that and just stopped reading the Bible. Because actually, yes, there is... There, is, there, there, there are passages of the scriptures which sit uncomfortably with us, don't they? We don't think, yeah, wow, yeah, I really believe that. Yeah? Yeah? <clears throat> and it's that with St. Paul, you, you, and he's writing all that, that section all around homosexuality. And, and I, I'm, I sit very uncomfortably with that. And I... I really think that if Paul had been alive today, he would have written something different. He would not have written that. But then alongside those things, parts, those parts which we sit lightly on, there are other parts of the scriptures where it's just the most beautiful sofa and we just sink right into it because it's, it's wonderful. You've got the parts which are difficult, the parts which we say to, you say to yourself, I don't, I know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not happy with that. But alongside that, there's these, the, the other bits, aren't there? That story of Job. Job is, a, is, is, is just the most majestic writing. Remember, it was, it's an Old Testament book. And it's the story of a man who loses everything. He loses his riches, he, all his children die, he loses his health. And he ends up with a chronic skin sickness, which is clearly driving him absolutely mad. And his wife looks at him and says, why don't you just curse God and die, man? And he refuses to do that. And it's, this, it's a story of a man who loses absolutely everything and what goes through his life. And it is just an awesome, awesome piece of work. You've got things like in, in Exodus, where at least in, in, in Genesis, the story of Abraham and Sarah. This old couple, he's 99, she's 89. God comes to them and promises them like they're going to have a child. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey? and, and, and so Abraham changes his, his wife's name from Sarai to Sarah, mother of nations. It's lovely, because you can just imagine it, can't you? They're sitting there in the tent, and he's saying to Sarah, Sarah, pass me the salt. Yeah? And as she listens to herself being called Sarah again and again and again and again, she's starting to believe. She's starting to believe that, yes, 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 I can do it. And it happens. It happens. You've got the stories like of Exodus and the great things that God did to bring the people out of Israel. Isaiah. The story of, in, 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 story of the Gospels. And yes, I sit unlikely on Paul and his teaching on homosexuality, but you're only just going to read on in the book of Romans. And man, he starts talking about the grace that has come to us in Jesus and the riches of that grace. And it's awesome. It's absolutely wonderful. So yes, there are bits which you might not like, but friends, let me encourage you. 
There are other parts which are good for your soul. So good for your soul. So the first reason why we should use the, read the Bible and re- reflect on it and think about it, the first reason is this. When you walk through that door and you come around and you, you, you come in through the front door, have any of you ever noticed the view? No one's noticed the view. Yes. Isn't it fantastic? That vast horizon that you see, the bay and all that, it's just lovely. The point is this, that there's, there's even more than we can see. There's more than we can see. The first reason why we should re- read the scriptures is this. You and I have an horizon into things of life. That horizon is formed in us through our education, through our life experiences, yes, through people in our lives, through our prejudices and our biases. Yeah, we've got an horizon, but it's only, it's a limited horizon. God's horizon is a very different horizon. Yes, yes, because he's the eternal God, yeah. He's seen it from the beginning. He was there before the Big Bang. Yeah? And when we're reading the scriptures, when we're reflecting on the scriptures, what's happening? God's horizon is influencing our own horizons and making those horizons bigger. That's, what that, that's why it's so good to do it. Because if we, if, we, if we don't do it, then our horizon re- remains narrow. We're not seeing the much bigger picture. Yeah? We're missing, wonder, missing out on all sorts of wonderful truths. So let God's horizon inform your horizon and transform your horizon so that your horizon is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's the first reason. The second reason is this. To understand what Christianity is all about, understand this. Christianity is not primarily about truth. Christianity is primarily about relationship. It's relationship. Yeah? The God who is the Trinitarian God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is in a relationship with himself. And the whole biblical thing from beginning to end is about how this God loves to have our company. He wants us to be with him. Yes, yes, he loves us. In Colossians, there's that delightful thing where, the, where God's chosen us and we're, we're gifted to the Son as a gift from the Father to his Son. You and me, hey, 
man, that's special. That's really special. Yeah. And, this, and, and it's the story, isn't it? It's the story of how we mess up. We just keep messing up. Yeah? We keep Brexiting our own lives. <laughs> and God just chooses to love us anyway. And has provided for us the sacrifice that we need. So that we are fully accepted by God. Fully. God's got no reservations about that, about us. How do I know? The scripture tells us that. And then all sorts of other experiences in life lead us to this wonderful peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Two great reasons why read the scriptures. The thing about reading the scriptures is this. The primary way. Sorry, let me just expand, carry on with relationship. So God calls us into relationship with himself. But then he calls us into relationship with one another, doesn't he? Yeah? So our faith is a faith which we have in him, but which we then find transform, transforms how we relate to other people, how much we care, how much we sacrifice, and all that. It's all relationship. The, the, if there's anyone in this, this congregation who has a really good relationship with someone else, and they, and, and you never talk to that person. Would you please put up your hand? If you have a really good relationship with someone, but you never speak to them. Doesn't happen, does it? The primary way God speaks to us, the main way he speaks to us is through his word. I know he speaks in other ways. He speaks by dreams, yes. He speaks by words from other people, yes. He speaks to us in prayer, yes. He speaks to us in, through, through, through experiences in life, yes. All sorts of ways God speaks to his people. But the primary way is through the word. If you're not reading the scriptures and the faith is important to you, you're cutting yourself off from access to hearing from God, hearing God speak to you. So now let's go to the hard part. If you have not got a, a way of reading the scriptures, I, I want to challenge you today to find it. Form a habit. Yeah. Because it's having the habit which is what you need. Yes? I have a habit. I empty the dishwasher, make a cup of coffee, and sit down and read my Bible. That's what I do. Sometimes I have to travel. Sometimes I'm sick. And it doesn't happen. But 
that's not going to last. And when, when, when the sickness or whatever is over, I'll go back to my habit. Because I've got a habit. Yeah. Friends, my challenge to you today is to work out. If you're, if you're not reading the scriptures, decide now in church today, what are you going to do? Are you going to download, you, you say you've got no time f- for reading. Some, some people, that is very, very true. If you've got no time, then download an audio Bible today. Dead easy to do. And listen to it as you drive to work, as you drive to the co-op. Yeah? Listen to it, an audio. That, that's absolutely fine. Yeah? You're still listening to, to, to the scriptures. Yeah? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Decide today, what are you going to do? Are you going to read just a few verses? Are you going to sign up for... for... Oh, there's all sorts of things online, man. There's just so much stuff. You could, you could... There's all sorts of material out there. Good stuff. But decide today. And decide how much you're going to read. You might not... You might not for me, reading a chapter is fine. You might say, I'm going to read for 10 minutes. Yeah. Whatever it is, work out today what you're going to do. And then do it. Start today, friends. Yeah. Because if we say to ourselves, I'm going to start sometime this week. Sometime this week will end and you won't have started. Yeah. To form a habit, you start the day you decide, I'm going to do this. And then do it. Yeah. Yeah. And what you'll find is that as you do it, God will speak into your life. And you'll pick up things that will put a smile on your face. It'll put peace in your heart, which will make sometimes some of sometimes you end up making a, a painful decision, but you know God, this is what God wants me to do, and you will be richly rewarded through the grace and the comfort of God's holy word. Amen.